1: Can the New York Jets pull off the upset in Dallas and beat the Cowboys without Aaron Rodgers all that and more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Jets podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked. team every locked day.
1: Locked On. Locked, locked. locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Jets Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by PrizePicks. PrizePix Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash locked NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one. I am your host, Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys. You can check out me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Today, joining me is a special special guest. It's John Butchko from Locked On Jets. John, we're going to jump right into it because we've got so much to talk about. Um, I, I guess we should start with the, uh, the elephant in the room, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, obviously, it's a massive, massive blow for the Jets. But my question for you is... Do you feel like the season's over? Do you still feel like they have a chance? What's the Zach Wilson situation like right now in New York?
0: Oh, I was going to make a joke about the you know, the big story around the Jets is uh, Xavier Gibson being nominated for the Pepsi Rookie of the Week. You're not a for him, out. by
1: the way. Pretty, what an awesome story!
0: <laughs> you know, um, I've been saying this on Locked On Jets all week. It's it, it's weird that like a result like this, such a huge win, such an emotional win, is kind of like swept into the background, but. Very easy to forget, the Jets just beat the Buffalo Bills without Aaron Rodgers. And Buffalo won the division three straight years. They are one of the top teams in the conference. They're expected to be one of the top three teams this year, along with Kansas City and Cincinnati. So, look, I I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat how big of a loss Aaron Rodgers is for this New York Jets team. The entire offseason was built around him. You saw hard knocks. You saw the excitement in the locker room for him. And this was a Jets team that, well, you can't say it's the only reason they missed the playoffs last year. I think you'd have to say the number one reason was quarterback play, and they went from having bottom tier quarterback play with Zach Wilson and Mike White and Joe Flacco to a man who's a future Hall of Famer. You know, maybe he's not quite what he was in his prime, but you were still still expecting him to be very good. That said, though, the Jets figured out a way to get it done without him, and a big part of that win was Brees Hall, who broke up broke a couple of big runs he was a great, he had a dynamic impact on this team a year ago. And people forget this. They were five and two when Brees Hall went down. Yeah. And despite the bad quarterback play, they were able to get enough on the ground with Brees Hall with a stout defense. And that was kind of the formula when they beat the Buffalo bills. So I can't say it's over. I don't think the season's over. And I, you know, I was thinking back to four years ago and it was actually this week when Sam Darnold came down with mono and, I said at that point, and people got mad at me on Lockdown Jets, I said, the season's over. I said, there's no way the Jets can survive this. Now, looking back on I mean, it's kind of funny to say Sam Darnold going down is the reason your season's over, given how his career went. But that team was not built to withstand a quarterback injury. The Jets are obviously a much better team with Aaron Rodgers under center. But this team has what was a top five defense last year, and a defense that forced four turnovers of Josh Allen, who's viewed as one of the top three quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. Brees Hall, a dynamic young running back. Garrett Wilson, who made maybe the best catch. Of, I mean, maybe I, I'm a little biased, but maybe the catch of the decade in the NFL, a touchdown grab in the fourth quarter, huge play on a kind of an errant throw with Zach Wilson. Now, look, Zach Wilson's a big question mark. It did not go well for him. That's one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers was here. You Usually, I understand how great Aaron Rodgers is, future Hall of Fame quarterback, but a team that's happy with its young quarterback is not going to make that deal. They're not going to give up a couple premium picks for Aaron Rodgers. So it's a big question mark. You know, if you look historically at Zach Wilson's production, his stats, there are many quarterbacks who started this way his first two years and went on to have a good career, but the jets actually might be one of the few teams that are built to kind of work around a shaky situation at quarterback. So long way of answering your question. No, the season's not over. Things aren't as good as they would be with Aaron, but the the season's not over.
1: I, I think Cowboy fans can relate a little bit to this in 2015. Uh, they won in week one against the Giants, but Des Bryant broke his foot uh, and that felt like a big loss again, this is coming off the the Des Cont season, and then in week two, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles in philadelphia but it's that 's the game that Tony Romo broke his collarbone. So you started the season out two and oh, but you lost Des Bryant and Tony Romo for most of the year, so it was one of those things yeah even though your're hey your record 's good you, you just knew it was going to be hard to come back from. The Cowboys didn't have this Jets defense, and it's not like the Jets haven't been able to find ways to win games with Zach Wilson before. You, you referenced the Bills game last year. I'll reference the Steeler game that they played early last year where Zach Wilson actually played really well in that game, and they forced, I think it was three turnovers on Kenny Pickett. Uh, they had a couple trick plays late in the game. I – I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, and we we don't have to talk about this today, but I still think this is going to be a really hard out for every single team going forward because of that running game and because of that defense.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, It's a team that's got a lot of young talent. I mean, they had both Rookies of the Year last year. They had Sauce Gardner on defense. They had Garrett Wilson on offense. And I'll tell you something else, Marcus, and this has been my view for a long time, I think if Brees Hall doesn't go down, he wins the Rookie of the Year over Garrett Wilson. So you can almost say they had three Rookies of the Year last year. So a really good base of young talent. Um, it's a devastating blow. I mean, listen, this fan base has been starved for success. It's been over 50 years since we've seen a Super Bowl. It's been over a decade since we've seen a playoff berth. The fan base was so excited. I mean, it was such a crushing blow to see Aaron Rodgers go down uh, four plays into the season. I'm I, a writer on a website that covers the Jets, and... I, what I said is, if you were coming up with a Hollywood script for a team that just is cursed, nothing could go right for it, and somebody produced that, the script would get rejected because it's so so obvious, and the writer would get fired for writing something so cliche. It's just unbelievable, and it, it actually brought you back, if you're a longtime Jets fan, to 1999, which was another season where big things were expected. That year, the Jets were coming off an AFC Championship game berth. And in the first game of the year, Vinnie Testaverde, the starting quarterback, suffers a torn, same injury, torn Achilles. At least then Vinnie Testaverde got to the second quarter of the game. And that game was against the New England Patriots. And the Jets overcame an 11-point deficit in the second half. And then they ended up giving giving up a game-losing drive where New England kicked a field goal at the gun. And I always wondered that after that game, you know, if the Jets had just figured out a way to rally and win, maybe that would have been like an emotional lift to say, we figured out a way to do it without Vinny. Maybe, you know, maybe it builds confidence. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the season would have played out the exact same we, way.
1: We at least have to mention who the quarterback was in that game, right? They came in and replaced Vinny Testaverdi. It was Rick Meyer first, right? And then they went to Tom Tupo. No,
0: So it was reversed because uh, what Parcells did, Parcells, Listed the punter Tom Tupa as the number two quarterback, and then Meyer was the emergency quarterback. And this the rules come back this year, so now people may understand it. But he essentially, was trying to steal an extra roster spot because the the, the punter is going to be active anyway. So but Tom
1: Tupa New England threw, up. two touchdown fun. passes.
0: You're yeah, right; he threw two touchdown passes in that game, and they had to play him until the fourth quarter because at that point that was the Meyer rule. was the emergency quarterback, even though he was technically the backup and if they put him in they would have lost they you lose your first and second quarterback they can't go back so you would have lost your punter so you're right what a yeah that was a cra- that was another crazy game but the jets jets won this one against buffalo so i wonder like whether the, maybe this maybe this is just be hoping but you look at this they say, say we just beat one of the best teams in the nfl without aaron rodgers maybe we can do this maybe exactly. we can make
1: it happen you know sometimes it's like a galvanizing force We'll see. I'm excited to see what the Jets' uh, emotional status is kind of going into this week two matchup against the Cowboys. Let's talk about some of the matchups that we are most excited to see in this uh, AFC-NFC battle next. This episode is brought to you by Chase Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Chase Medical offers the Chase Case. The Chase Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is so simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Jets Podcast. We are discussing some of the big matchups to watch in this one. John, what are you going to keep an eye on in this game?
0: You know, I was going to go Garrett Wilson versus Trayvon Diggs because that is such a good matchup. Two really talented guys. But actually, I've decided to go in a different direction because after Aaron Rodgers went out on Monday night, the Jets kind of changed their approach on offense. And you saw a lot of 13 personnel, a lot of of three tight end looks. And actually, like kind of one of the running jokes, if you followed me on Lockdown Jets through the years, is my frustration with Jets tight ends. I'm frequently critical of them. So this is me giving Jeff's tight ends credit. They did a, I thought they did an excellent job run blocking. I thought on some of the key plays they threw big blocks. So I'm actually going to look at the Jets tight ends and there's three of them. And I think they're going to play a lot because I think you're going to see a conservative Jets offense built around the run game led by Brees Hall and Dalvin cook a little bit. So Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, and Jeremy Ruckert, second-year guy out of Ohio State, mm-hmm. against Cowboys edge guys like Demarcus Lawrence and uh, Micah Parsons. Because I think that with, with Zach Wilson under center, they're still kind of trying to build his confidence up. Very conservative play calling when he went into the game. I think this is a team that's now going to be focused on letting the defense win the game. I think the focus is Zach Wilson, avoid mistakes, run the ball effectively, try and wear the other team's defense down. Maybe you pop a couple big runs along the way. So look, you look at the run blocking and the tight ends played a big role for the, I, I'm, I've been critical of Jets tight ends for like a decade, but those three guys, they played a good game run blocking the other day. And maybe the only time I ever picked tight ends for run blocking is one of my key matches. So that's where I have my eye on.
1: And I won't be surprised if we see the the Jets use a lot of Alan Lazar because he's such a big body. He's a good blocker. You know, motion him inside, have him chip Micah Parsons or have him chip Lawrence just to try to create some run games. Because I think the last thing that Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala want in this game is Zach Wilson, you know, having to take a seven-step drop with this offensive line because – I mean, just from my perspective, I thought Dwayne Brown struggled a little bit at left tackle uh, on Monday night. Makai Beckton was a little bit more up and down. Did get beat inside a few times by Gregory Rousseau, but this is a—they're they're going up against the Cowboys' defense that had seven sacks last week, and honestly, could have probably had more if they didn't call the dogs off in the fourth quarter and they left Micah Parsons in. So I think I think you're right. Like if the Jets can run the ball 30, 35 times a game protect their young quarterback and just lean on their defense. I think that's the recipe, maybe not to win the game, but to at least keep it close going in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm usually not a big fan of this approach because I think it leads to close games and close games, bad things happen. I mean, it it could be a bounce of the ball. It could be a, a bad call can go against you, but I think this is the recipe for this jets team. You mentioned the Cowboys pass rush. It's ferocious. This jets offensive line heading into the season you knew it was going to be the weakness. In fact, I remember I said Monday that if this jet season goes sideways, really the only way I could see it happening outside of injuries is if this offensive line doesn't play effectively. Now I wasn't expecting four plays into the season. Both of these things would happen where Aaron Rodgers would get hurt because, you know, he gets hit. It was kind of a fluke thing though. I mean, the Achilles thing, you can't really blame anybody for it. It's kind of a, a fluky thing, but Zach Wilson really has really struggled under pressure in his career. Uh, Jets fans know that stepping up in the pocket's been an issue for him. He's frequently, when he feels pressure, he bails on the pocket. And there was one play where he ran like thirty yards back the other night before he threw the ball away. So I think this is a game where it definitely makes sense for the Jets to try and run the ball effectively. And you know, with the defense that they have, they can lean on this defense. I don't think there are many teams in the NFL that can lean on their defense to hold down their the opponent week to week. But I, I do think the Jets defense is really talented and has the ability to do so.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys, I think are one of the other defenses that do have the ability to do that, but I want to go to the other side of the ball really quickly. I mean, there's so many players that we can pick here between sauce Gardner, who is for my money, the best cornerback in the league right now, Quinn and Williams, who might just be the second best defensive tackle in the league. Jordan Whitehead had three interceptions, but the guy that I'm watching if, if you're a Cowboy fan, Quincy Williams. Now, I don't know how many people that watch Locked On Cowboys know about Quincy Williams. I'm sure that all your Jets fans do. That guy can fly. And I think the Cowboys, with this new offense that they have, trying to get rid of the ball quickly, uh, swinging it to Tony Pollard, they've got some injuries on their offensive line. Tyler Smith probably won't play. Uh, Quincy Williams is the guy that they have to watch out for because he can be a game wrecker with his sideline-to-sideline speed.
0: You said uh, he can fly, and you know, on Locked On Jets, I have referred to like the two versions of Quincy Williams. There's good Quincy and there's bad Quincy because sometimes he's a little over aggressive and sometimes he overruns plays. Monday night we saw a good Quincy Williams, and yeah. it's a it's an amazing story. So he's actually Quinn and Williams' brother, and the Jets got him off waivers two years ago from Jacksonville. He turned into a starting linebacker from them. So I mean, how many waiver wire pickups actually turn into starters for you? I mean, maybe you find a good depth guy from now and then. Hardly none. Yeah, yeah. He turned into a good starter who got a second contract from the Jets. And he's just a, he, when he makes a play, you see it because he's flying to the football. He delivers big hits and he's gotten better through the years. You know, I've been, you know, I, I think he's, a, I think he's a solid player, but I've seen this in the past with jets linebackers. Sometimes it takes them a few years before they break out. Uh, Demario Davis, who sure. went on to have a f- phenomenal career in new Orleans had an uneven first couple of years in this league before he really kind of found his game with the jets in 2017. And then unfortunately they let him go to new Orleans. So you know, I, I watched that game Monday night, and you know, Joe Buck, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were all over it. They saw you know what a difference he was making. He looked great, and it maybe maybe it's the start of something big for him because he you know he as you said he's got all the speed in the world. When he makes a hit, he really makes a hit. I and mean, he could be, he's got the potential, I think, to be an impact player.
1: Uh, one more note on the Cowboys before we move on. I I at least have to mention Michael Parsons. Dan Quinn's going to do whatever he can to get him in some advantageous matchups, whether that's putting him on a guard, maybe Lakin Tomlinson, putting up him against Makai Becton on third down where he can use his speed to either get around the corner or beat some beat him inside like we saw Rousseau do, he's going to be a problem. We know that. One thing I'm curious to see is the amount of safety looks that we get from the Cowboys. Because you and I both anticipate the Jets trying basically to take the air out of the football and just run the ball as much as possible, how many safeties can Dan Quinn afford to leave on the field if they're getting gashed in the run game. Last week, the Cowboys had five safeties that played 25 or more snaps in the game against the Giants. They actually had a look uh in the second second drive, the first play, where they had four safeties on the field, three of them in the box. They love to put all these safeties on the field so they can have speed and athleticism. But if the Jets are able to run the ball kind of down the Cowboys' throats, maybe the Cowboys will have to get out of some of those safety looks put more linebackers on the field, more defensive linemen. It's just going to be an interesting chess match to watch. So when you're watching this game on Sunday, pay attention to the safety usage for Dan Quinn.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I think it's not just the Jets are going to run the ball. I think the Jets are going to give you a lot of heavy looks, a lot of three tight end sets. And, you know, part of me thinks this is really kind of an interesting approach because Dan Quinn's not alone. I mean, I think Dan Quinn does it, you know, a very interesting way, but, the trend in the NFL is to get, get faster on defense mm-hmm. because the passing game is so prevalent. So I almost feel like that when you go bigger, when you load the field with tight ends, you kind of force defenses out of their comfort zone. You're forcing them to use personnel packages that they're not used to. So I think that that's, that's going to be one of the interesting things to watch. If the Jets can run the ball effectively, and Brees Hall is a guy, I mean, he's, I think he's the guy on offense right now for the Jets. Now, there's, they still kind of have him on a pitch count because he's coming off a knee injury, sure. but. I mean, in two two runs in against Buffalo, he already had 100 yards. He's a big play threat. Really interesting guy because I think his career average per rush is around six and a half per carry, but his success rate is only like 35, percent which is like the bottom of the league. So he's like he's like all or nothing. And I think I don't think I don't think the reason the success rate is so low is because of anything he's doing wrong. No, I think the Jets just face definitely. loaded boxes. But, you know, he's a, he's a guy where it's like it's like all or nothing. But when he when he finds a seam, he really finds it. And he's got that second gear.
1: He's kind of like this decades version of Chris Johnson who played with the Titans, right? Like if you block it right, he could be gone for 75 yards on any single play. But you just might have to put up with, you know, a one yard gain, a two yard gain and then be gone. Uh, John, let's do some predictions on this game, because I think people might be surprised where at least I'm leaning in this one. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is e- easily the most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and nerds, You, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I absolutely love it because you can set a lineup in 60 seconds or less. It only takes a couple taps on your phone. I also love how many different players and how many different stat options that you have. Basically any player that you can think of any offensive player, you can get their stats. You can bet uh, more than or less than so, so much fun and you can, Went up to 25 times your money this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepix.com slash on NFL and use promo code on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Jets podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. We've got our prediction time here. Right now, our friends at FanDuel have this game set as Cowboys favored by nine points. I believe the the total is 39.5 the last time I checked. John, who do you have winning this game and why?
0: I have Dallas winning this game. Now, I think the Jets will beat the spread. I think that the Jets are going to play a tough game. I think that, you know, this is a team that's going to travel well through the season, even without Aaron Rodgers. They're going to play great defense. They're going to be able to run the ball effectively. I think that the pathway for the Jets to win this game is maybe the Cowboys feeling a little bit too good about themselves after such a great performance. Um, you know, maybe saying, okay, well, we're up against Dak Wilson, not Aaron Rodgers. And you know, I think back four years ago, the last time these teams played, and this that was a dreadful Jets team. And the Cowboys went up to MetLife Stadium, and I I mean, I think the only reason the Jets won is the Cowboys didn't take the game seriously. It was all with six Jets, right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, Um, Sam Darnold, um, baby.
1: Oh yeah, Sam. He had a good game that day. Um, You know who really had a good Jamal Adams had an amazing game. I think that was the best game I've ever seen Jamal Adams play
0: yeah he he was the guy that had like the pressure on the two point convert- i was at that mm-hmm. game i had yeah. the pressure on the two point conversion that that won it for the jets um you know it's i' i don't think they're gonna look overlook this jets team the way they did that jets team, and that was a horrible jets team. This is a decent uh ball club, but you know after week one sometimes maybe you you know you feel especially when you dominate the way the Cowboys did maybe you feel a little bit good about yourself but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's the pathway for the Jets to win the game. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think it'll be a very low-scoring game. I think I would take the under on this. Mm -hmm. But I I think at home, I think the Cowboys have a little bit more firepower on offense. So I I think I'd go Cowboys 17, Jets 13. Jets cover the spread, but Dallas wins the game.
1: I think this is going to be a rock fight, right? I wouldn't be surprised, John, if we get like a 9-6 to game going into midway, you know, the third quarter. And it's just one of those kind of back and forth field possession, you know, field position games. I will say there is a game script here where, you know, Dallas gets off to a 10-0 start and the Jets are forced to pass the ball more than they would like to. And that's when the Cowboys can just tee off on Zach Wilson. Obviously the Jets are going to do everything in their power to avoid that. But there is that possibility, like we saw last week against the Giants where, you just get behind the eight ball and the Cowboys team is built to play with the lead. And it's just so hard, especially with the Jets playing on the road with a new quarterback on a short week traveling to Dallas to win those type of games. But I think you're going to see this defense play absolutely incredible. And on the flip side, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Cowboys have a little bit more of a conservative game plan on offense, knowing what's on the other side, you know, with the quarterback on the other side and maybe rather than taking on third and eleven, the deep shot down the field, like Josh Allen did. Settle for the layup. It's okay to punt the ball and play the field position game. I'm going to pick the Cowboys twenty to seventeen in a pretty ugly, low scoring game.
0: Yeah, and I, I think your your point is accurate. There is like a scenario where the Cowboys jump in front, and then it's a long day because you, you said it earlier. You know, if you get Micah Parsons against Makai Becton. I like Makai Becton. i I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by him, but he's. You know, he's a big guy. That's and a bad the,
1: matchup for the
0: one Exactly. The one type of pass rusher he struggles against is like a guy like Micah Parsons. So I think that that's a really tough matchup. I mean, I, I think there are three possible outcomes to this game. I think it's Cowboys win close, Jets win close, or Cowboys win in a blowout. I think right. the way the Jets play right now, they're not going to blow a lot of teams out, especially the team, the team of Dallas's caliber. So it's about withstanding that initial storm from the Jets, take making it a close game, then I think you take your chances.
1: Yeah, the Jets just—I think—they have to play a pretty clean game. You can't have turnovers. You can't have missed kicks. You can't have bad punts. Like if they can play well on you know all three phases and uh, limit the, the amount of mental mistakes, I do think they're going to keep themselves competitive in this game because they are so immensely talented on both sides of the ball outside of the quarterback position. But should be a good one. I, even though Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, it, it bums me out a little bit because. I kind of want the Cowboys, if they're going to really be a good team, like a really, really good team, I wanted them to be able to, you know, to slay some of their dragons. And Aaron Rodgers has certainly been one for them over the last decade and a half. Uh, so not to get to play him is unfortunate, but the Jets aren't going to lay down. This is going to be an awesome test for the Cowboys' offense in this game. And I'm so excited to watch it on Sunday at 4:25 p.m. Eastern Time. John, we want to thank you so much for joining the show. Go check out Locked On Jets. Go check out Locked On Cowboys. We are both free and available on all platforms. We post shows every single day over on YouTube. Uh, busy, busy time, especially for the Locked On Jets. There's you know bonus episodes coming out all the time. John, enjoy the game. I can't wait to chat to, uh, with you soon.
0: Same here, Marcus. Maybe one day with the Super Bowl talk before Super Bowl.
1: That would be, be fun. Maybe this year. We'll see. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.